0: Welcome to the Emergence Podcast, where we explore the new innovations in emergency medicine and how they are helping emergency providers improve the care for and outcomes of their patients. I'm your host, Mark Mesher. On today's episode of Emergence, we're very excited to have one of the finalists for the ASEP 20 Incubated Digital Health Pitch Competition. RetrieveDx identifies every comorbidity for a clinician's validation and inclusion into the patient EMR. RetrieveDx is a research assistant that improves documentation. And today, uh, I'll be speaking about this pre-processing documentation platform with Dr. Mark Henry, Chairman of Emergency Medicine at Stony Brook University Hospital. Dr. Henry has led the department to national stature in the area of emergency medicine research, and is a senior advisor, user, and proponent of the Retrieve DX platform. Thanks for joining me today, Dr. Henry. Oh, you're welcome. Pleasure to be here. Very much appreciate it. So what, uh, what, what compelled you to become a doctor to begin with, and, and more specifically, uh, an emergency medicine doctor?
1: Well, uh, you know, I was always interested in service and wanted to work with people. And I had some uh, aptitude for science. I ended up thinking about medicine in college and, and pursued that. And I thought I wanted to be a family practitioner, to see all types of illnesses and injuries and ages. and.
0: Well, you're certainly
1: doing that. Yeah. And then I wasn't so sure because it seemed so broad. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it after an internship in medicine, I took a year hiatus, worked in a clinic at Jacoby Hospital, and they had just started that year the first EM residency in New York city, three person a year. And I watched those, uh, residents go through and I thought, gee, I get to see all ages and I get to see a breadth of material, but I don't have to pretend to know everything I <laughs> the books for chronic diseases. And, you know, I got into it even before there were boards in the field. It's been an incredible journey. I'm, I'm so happy that, uh, it was available to me. and I got to be part of it.
0: No, that's great. And obviously, you know, having been at this for a while and being an expert in uh, the emergency medicine field, you know, as we talk about innovations on, on emergence, um, how do you as a physician look at and evaluate different innovations that are presented to you? I'm interested in them, obviously. I like to like just take a little pause
1: when a new thing comes about see if I can absorb it and really understand what it is, what it will do for me. And then how easy is it to adopt?
0: And I assume that's uh, become more complex over the years, just in the way that health systems and hospitals allow that adoption to take place and the, the healthcare economics associated with all that too, right?
1: Oh yeah. And uh, you know you don't want to go down some path where or you're reluctant to go down some path where it's at a big cost and uh, not just the monetary but of your time. Sure. That you've invested and, and what's what's your reward? Or is it one more task on your ledger?
0: And do you tend to look more into how does this help me from an efficiency perspective or patient outcome or just clinical uh, benefits in general? Or I guess it just depends on the innovation. All three. That's yeah. like a
1: you know, that's a triple threat. That's 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 what you're looking for. Outstanding.
0: <laughs> so as it relates to Retrieve DX, um, you know, and we'll get into exactly uh, what this uh, this technology does, but how is it that this came, first came about? Well,
1: you know, it came to us because uh, we were invested a lot in our quality program, of course. Our vice chairman came to the conclusion that it was not so much of what we were doing, but it was a lack of documentation on our parts that was hurting us on some of our quality scores. Hmm. So, you know, he brought that up. He said, you know, this is an issue of documentation and the, and the head of one of our quality group focused on the ER, Karen Chase moved over to the CDI field, which was clinical documentation improvement field, which was kind of new at the time, at least to Stony Brook and worked with us. So documentation became the key. There were a couple aha moments. One was for me anyway, that the administrative database, that is the coding world Mm -hmm. of how diseases get coded and scored and placed into financial and state report databases, Medicare databases, they were actually used for the quality metrics as well. Ah. And that the terminology used by coders for these databases was not necessarily the same as doctors read in textbooks. The second was that my fundamental belief was that computers should assist you, not weigh you down. Yeah. That they should work for the physician and that it should be intuitive. So we struck out, I struck out and we have a strong computer science department at Stony Brook. When we collaborated together with the computer scientists and walked through the ED, and they learned our process and learned what was involved. And we came up with a, a program that was intuitive. And when I say intuitive, I mean it's like a one click philosophy that you didn't have to sit there and wonder seconds later what was it you queried? Bang, with one keystroke, when you hit the comorbidity tab, flash, it retrieves salient information that you had programmed in advance as believing essential to properly describe the patient for better outcomes, for proper coding for quality metrics, and to make sure the patient got the resources they needed for the severity of their disease present on admission. And that translates, of course, to the case mix index. Sure. uh, Which the payers payers know reflects the amount of resources people need at the time of their illness.
0: So, and I can uh, imagine that not only having those proper comorbidities come up quickly, allowing you to to really evaluate things in a more rapid fashion, but also, uh, can I assume that also translates to you as a physician having to spend far less time doing documentation? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, when we tested
1: our program, we tested against the, the gold standard was the CDI experts, the nurses who were the experts at computer documentation mm-hmm. and ED. And our program used by the docs was as accurate and much faster than what the specialists could do because we knew the patients. It was really like retrieving uh, things we knew about because there's so many facets that you – think about when you take care of a patient in the ed so we knew about them but at the time of our documentation did they end up in special words at a precise point in the chart yes or no they often didn't uh, they were in the chart but they were not collated and collected so they were succinct and pertinent for subsequent treating physicians mm-hmm uh, for the administrative coding people who would also be looking at the chart. And that was, that was key to us, that it, it reflected our medical decision-making. Not only did we look at values and test results, but we interpreted them as well. It was in less than a minute, allowing you to like succinctly put together
0: what you'd worked on for hours. And based on that and the data you've collected on that, you know, how is that translating to the quality of care and the patient outcomes for the patients coming through Stony Brook's emergency department? Well,
1: you know, the uh, subsequent docs who you admit to, they take one look at this and they say, aha, I, I get it. Okay. This person needs to come in. Oh, they have all these other things present on admission. All right. I get it. For the observed versus expected mortality, it's more in line with what you would expect it to be because you've documented that the person was actually hypoxic with their pneumonia when they first came in, which of course affects your outcome. Sure. Or that a person with sepsis actually had severe sepsis because they had organ dysfunction, which was new. Or that the head injury or the, or the bleed that came in was of a different severity because they had cerebral compression. So that midline shift or other narratives that are present on on the readings or on your interpretation, you know, translate into words that have impact on treatment and outcomes and CMI.
0: Sure. And you mentioned a little bit earlier that, you know, uh, as you're looking at innovations and uh, that they should make life easier and more efficient, and that isn't obviously always the case. and. Uh, what we've seen is, you know, physicians tend to be reluctant in adopting new digital health innovations, mainly because they end up adding time and more work instead of doing what, you know, they're supposed to do, which is, is uh, reduce the time and the amount of work and allow you to take care of the patients more. So, I mean, is that the biggest difference you would say and why, you know, why ER physicians should really care about this technology and, and how it can benefit them?
1: yeah we want to we've, we we should get credit for the work we do if you have to interpret it in a certain way or use certain words and reflect it in the proper place that's part of good charting and it's in it's a narrative that we all know and to make it accurately describe what you've done that's that's the purpose of the
0: encounter and you guys have been working with this technology since i think it's 2014 is that correct yeah, we've been working with, with with quite a few years now. That's phenomenal. And I think I've seen it mentioned uh, in a few places that basically uh, in that work since 2014, you guys have calculated it conservatively, provides about $10 million a year uh, to Stony Brook University Hospital uh, compared oh, to what was fun. going on prior, prior. You know, those numbers were like
1: derived um, from the financial people like years back when, ah. when this began. I, I really wasn't part of that analysis, but it makes sense to me because comorbidities affect the case mix index. The case mix index in turn reflects resources consumed, which translates into cost of care and that translates into reimbursement from major
0: payers. Gotcha. So, getting more accurate and detailed the documentation, I guess, provides that large financial benefit. Over how it's been done historically. Yeah, it describes the patient benefit. I mean, you put cachexia down in your
1: history and physical, you know, we all know what that means. Words like malnutrition and the severity of that have to appear so that the coders can translate it and so that others can understand exactly what that patient
0: look like in other words it's creating a transcriber of a foreign language if you will from physician to coder correct kind in of a way it is way just it like is,
1: icd-10 yeah. is so <laughs> is so delineated that you can get you can get lost and you can go way deep into the into the uh wheat
0: field there right
1: if you want to dig
0: no no doubt you know, as a digital health company, it's certainly the question comes up often, you know, how does this work with the EHRs that are out there? Is there requirements for working with the EHRs? Um, you know, how, how do you answer that question?
1: Well, you know, we, we have Cerner, it works with Cerner, delves into not just current records, but past records. So you can know with that one mouse click that someone has, is, is this person presenting with chronic kidney injury? Or is it acute? Sure, you know. Is it is it a chronic anemia, or is it acute on a chronic? So those things, uh, it just speeds you up because you'd have to go search and search to go find out sure. previous records if it even existed.
0: For the ASAP emergency medicine community out there, what can they do to support the efforts of Retrieve DX and to help benefit their patients going forward?
1: Well, they could take a look at the website and. Uh, see a demo themselves and see if this is something that makes sense to them individually. Would it make their shift go faster, cross the T's and dot the I's in a way that would make them feel that they had properly described the person they'd taken so much effort to care for um, at the end of the encounter, at the end of their shift. So that
0: that's what I'd encourage them to do. Take a look. Oh, definitely. Through the pitch competition during ASEP 20, had a really strong response. You know, there were a number of great companies in there, and and you guys had some great questions and comments coming back. And I know a lot of interest came out of it. So, you know, kudos to you, and, and kudos to Retrieve DX for, for all the work that they're doing to kind of streamline that whole documentation process and and, uh, and make it make sense for all parties involved to make sure that uh, everything's maximized properly. Any additional thoughts or words as we close out this episode uh, as it relates to get either getting the emergency physicians involved or just generally thoughts and feelings on the product, maybe how it relates to things like COVID even, uh, since we're in that world right now? Well, you know, you mentioned COVID. Everyone
1: knows the importance of comorbidities with COVID. They put you at substantial risk and they're highlighted, you know, for all of us to be aware of. But, you know, I think basically, you know, as we started out, this is like a a triple, you know, it's like better for patients, because it tells people what's present on admission, what to focus on, in addition to the primary problem, if you want that primary problem to get better, it, it hits the right scores for the quality metrics, which now in the era of value medicine, we talk about value-based medicine. Outcome is very important, and quality of care. It it reflects the resources that are consumed in healthcare, and uh, make sure that the institutions that provide those resources, you know, get recompensed so that they can continue to care for people.
0: No, that's fabulous. Well, we'll close it out there. Thank you, Dr. Henry, for sitting down with me today and taking the time to walk us through uh, this great new innovation for emergency medicine. And uh, we wish you the best and the best to everybody at Stony Brook University Hospital and in, uh, in these interesting times. So thanks a lot for your time today. Thank you for including me and allowing me to do so. Thank you.